If you want to open to John chapter 13, we're going to look there this morning. Did you ever notice that across time and space, mothers everywhere share these certain similarities, characteristics? Someone compiled a list of possible things biblical mothers would have said, and I just want to see if any of these sound familiar to you. David, I told you not to play with that sling in the heart in the house. Go practice your harp. We paid good money for those lessons. Abraham, stop wandering around the countryside and get home. It's time for supper. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, leave those clothes outside. You smell like a furnace. Cain, get off your brother. You're going to kill him someday. Noah, no, you can't keep them. I told you not to bring home any more strays. Judas, have you been in my purse again? Some of you may have had moms like that. Some of you may still have moms like that. Even though you are grown up to your mom, you are always going to be fair game for correction. When his pager went off in a city council meeting, Knoxville, Tennessee police chief uh, Phil Keith was startled to see the call was coming from his mother. So he quickly ran over to the press table and he phoned her. And the first things out of her mouth were, Phil, are you chewing gum? Her mom had been watching uh, the council meeting on their cable TV station. Yes, ma'am, he said. Well, spit it out. It looks awful. So Keith hung up the phone and spit out the gum and went back to the meeting. See, just because everyone else will regard you as an adult... It doesn't mean your moms will. You, you can't fool them, can you? They know better. Most oftentimes, they'll tell you they know better. Moms everywhere seem to share these characteristics. But I think moms everywhere, universally, the one thing they seem to have is love. Love is that defining characteristic of a mother. And that's why I think our scripture from this morning is so appropriate. Look with me at John chapter 13. We're going to read verse 33. Just a short scripture this morning. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give to you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this... All men will know you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, at this point in his ministry, Jesus is facing the impending trial and crucifixion. And he knows he doesn't have a lot of time left to share his message with the world. And so he gathers his disciples together and he tells them, guys, I'm not going to be here much longer. And where I'm going, you cannot come. So it's kind of a, hey, guys, pay attention. Listen up. And so he wants to make sure his disciples understand some of the basics. And nothing is more basic in the ministry of Jesus than the message of love. And so he says, a new commandment I give you. It's almost like a a perk up. Here, here's something new. A new commandment I give you. Love one another. As I loved you, so you must love one another. By this, by the love that you show... All men will know you are my disciples if you love one another. See, Jesus was telling them that obedience to the law was not enough. 
the old law, the Old Testament law, all it required was that you didn't hurt one another. You know, do not kill, do not commit a murder, do not hurt each other. But Christ is going above and beyond that. And he's saying, a new commandment I give to you. Don't just not hurt each other. Love one another. This requires active involvement in the lives of other people in order to bring out the best good for them. For the follower of Jesus, that's the proof. That's our proof of a transformed life, is the love that we show. It doesn't matter if we have perfect attendance in Sunday school and church. It doesn't matter if we read our Bible every day. It doesn't matter if we're praying out loud. It's do we show the love of Christ to other people? Theologian Francis Schaeffer said, if we don't show love to one another, the world has a right to question whether Christianity is true. I love that quote. In 1 Corinthians 13, we are reminded we can have every form of spiritual gift known. But if we don't have love, we don't have anything. And so that's why I think this is appropriate to talk about love on Mother's Day. Because our mothers are typically our first source of love. And for most of us, our mothers are some of the best representation that we have of what Christ-like love truly looks like. So what are some of those characteristics that stand out? And the first one I thought of was, Christ-like love is secure. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, love never fails. Everything else will fade away. Everything else will pass. But love never fails. And when that love is real, the person receiving that love will never have to ask, am I truly loved? Am I lovable? Am I going to be forgotten? Because they know. That love will never let go. August 16, 1987, Northwest Airlines Flight 225 crashed just after it took off from Detroit Airport. 225, or I'm sorry, 155 people were killed and only one person survived, a four-year-old little girl named Cecilia. Now, news accounts uh, originally thought that Cecilia was not on the plane, but was actually uh, a rider in one of the vehicles on the highway where the plane crashed. But after they checked the passenger registry for the flight, they found her name. And this is how she survived. As the plane was crashing, as falling down, her mother unbuckled her own seatbelt, got down on her knees in front of her daughter, wrapped her arms and her body around Cecilia, and would not let go. I thought that was such a great metaphor for the love of Christ. She wrapped her arms around her body of her daughter, and she would not let go. It's impossible to overstate how great a child's need is to know that they are loved. Because when they truly know that they are loved, it provides that security for them in life. But the sad thing is there are a lot of kids in our world today that are deprived of that that don't experience that. In Chicago, there's a telephone service called Grandma Please, geared for latchkey kids. And it provides a toll-free number that kids can call if they're home alone and they just want someone to talk to. Senior citizens volunteer their time to answer the phones and to talk to these kids. The switchboard receives about 800 calls a month. Most of the kids want to share news of something that happened in school or they heard a noise outside and they got scared. But most of them call just because they want to talk to another human being. 
because they're lonely. One volunteer said her phone calls often end this way. I love you, Grandma. What's your name? See, every child deserves someone to talk to. They deserve to feel that security and being genuinely loved. That's what Christ does for us, doesn't it? Doesn't he allow us that feeling of security to know that we are truly loved and cared for? The second characteristic is that it's supportive. Christ-like love offers us encouragement and hope. I'll give you a bad example of the opposite. Isaac Asimov wrote about one of his favorite TV shows, The Golden Girls. How many of you ever watched Golden Girls? Good. Well, his favorite character was Rose, played by Betty White. And if you had never seen it, she was this lovable but just dim-witted lady. And she was always at her best when she was telling these impossible tales of where she grew up in St. Olaf's, Minnesota. Well, in one episode, she said, you know, we had uh, this patient at St. Olaf's Hospital. And he had been sick for a long time and he was tired. And he just kept saying, please, let me die. Please take out all of the tubes. Please, just let me die. She said, so in the end, the doctors did as he requested, and they let him die. She said, we all felt terrible. Well, Dorothy, the same one in the group, she looked at her and she said, why do you feel terrible? If the man really wanted to die, if he was tired, why feel so bad? She said, well, we could never be sure, because in the next bed was St. Olaf's meanest ventriloquist. I told you it was a terrible story. But it's illustrative. Because Christ-like love is supportive. It encourages us. It lifts us up. It doesn't want us to die. It doesn't mean to us. It's supportive. It offers encouragement. Author James Moore tells about Casey Jones. He used to be the coach of the Boston Celtics. And he was famous for his ability to encourage his players and lift them up uh, when they needed it most. He said if a player would score 50 points and make the game-winning basket, he didn't say much more than, great game. But when they were down, when they were struggling, he was always there to encourage them, to inspire them. Well, one of his players, Kevin McHale, asked him about this, and he said, you know, when you've made the winning basket... When you have 15,000 people rushing towards you and news cameras all around you and everyone giving you high fives, he said, you don't need me then. When you need a friend most is when nobody is cheering for you. See, I think wise parents understand that. And spouses, family members. You need someone most when nobody else is cheering for you. And that's the kind of love that Christ showed us. It's supportive. It encourages us. It uplifts us. And there are so many parents today that uh, they offer their kids the best homes and the finest schools and every, everything money can buy, but they fail in this area. They fail to recognize their kids need most is their love, their support. And just because they reach adulthood doesn't mean they don't need that anymore. Uh, during the Civil War, Confederate Major Horace Lurton was taken prisoner by the Union forces. And one day his mom had come to visit him in prison, and she discovered he had gotten tuberculosis. And she knew that if he stayed in the prison, he was going to die. 
So she went to the only person she thought could help. She went to Washington, D.C. to see President Abraham Lincoln. And Lincoln was so moved by this mother's concern, he sat down and he wrote a letter to the Union forces in charge of the prison. And all it said was this, let the boy go home with his mother, signed Abraham Lincoln. Well, Horace Lurton was released from prison. He recovered from tuberculosis and went on to become a distinguished lawyer and chief justice of the Supreme Court of his state. See, just because children grow up doesn't mean they don't need encouragement, support, right? And thankfully, most of us had moms and dads and family members and friends and people that were in our lives that were there to encourage us and support us. And see, that's even more important as the church. We need to find a way to encourage each other, support each other, be there for each other, right? We're family, the family of God. We need to be there. Christ-like love shows us that, that it is secure, that His love will never fail us. And that His love is always supportive of us. And so we as the church need to have that same kind of love for our fellow man. And see, I don't want you to, to go out of here thinking that's some sort of big blanket statement. Love your neighbor! Because usually when we hear love everyone, it comes out, well, love no one. But we need to really see who in our lives need to be loved. Maybe it's our neighbors or people that we work with or people that we go to school with. Maybe it's people under our own roofs, our spouses, our children. Maybe it's our parents. We need to find ways those that we know really need to see the love of Christ and share it with them. Because if we don't, who will? If it's not us, then who? A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, <laughs> there's a sermon in and of itself, right? As Christ loved us, sacrificed for us, died on the cross for us. So we must love one another. By this, all men will know you are my disciples if you love one another. So this morning, as we come to invitation time, my question is, are you sharing that love with those in your life? And maybe even more importantly, have you received that love from Christ? The love that only He can offer. Have you surrendered your life to Him? Or do you need to this morning? If you have a decision to make, I invite you to come as we sing.